Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today. Hey, let me give you a brief commercial here. Uh, If you haven't checked out the Patreon website for... uh, uh, the word podcast, check it out. Uh, Patreon is an interesting word, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And it's just a method where if you want, feel like the Lord is leading you to help support this endeavor, that you can go there and support it on a, a one-time basis or an ongoing basis. You know, you might want to give a dollar a month or $5 a month or whatever the Lord tells you to do. You can just set it up. It's totally safe. I've got some friends that have used this for a couple of years and they speak very highly of it. And it automatically just gives some support. And so it is so appreciated. So, uh, you know, take it before the Lord, see what he says, and pass the word about it. Because that's how we sort of uh, are able to do some of these things, okay? Now, what we're doing, we're in John chapter 5. And I hope to finish it today. I thought we'd finish it a couple of episodes ago. But I tell you, there's just so much stuff in here, isn't there? It's just amazing. Remember what we saw in the last episode, John chapter 5, verse 39, Jesus is looking and he's speaking this stuff out, okay, in response to how uh, the Jewish leaders are, they're seeking the killing because of the good things that he's done in healing somebody, particularly on the Sabbath, and that also because of the fact that uh, Jesus was equating himself with God. He was saying that God is my father. And and this was just, uh, they were just infuriated by this. Well, he said this to them. He said in 39th verse, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they, the scriptures, that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So he's just telling them, I am the source of life. I'm the one that the scriptures speak about but you're refusing to come to me. It wasn't even that they were refusing to see it. I thought they, I think they probably saw it. I know that some of them were exploring it. Remember Nicodemus back earlier, okay, in John 3? We're checking this out to see what was going on. Verse 41, Jesus continues, I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so he's just saying, hey, I do not receive glory the glory from men, from people. The idea being you do. That's all that you're searching for. That's all that you're seeking for is glory from people. And you go, well, yeah, I know we're sort of like that today. You're absolutely right. Oh, the body of Christ is just so full of that type of thing. And it's a very subtle thing. It's not done forthrightly, usually, okay? Sometimes it's less subtle than others, but people are so desirous of glory from other people. And then it manifests itself as sort of a negative understanding of that, is that people really desire that there not to be any struggle, any problem, any resistance, anything negative ever said about anything. Okay, They walk in abject fear that somebody might be upset about something. Well, you can't be like that either. So Jesus says, hey, I do not receive glory from people. He's saying, you do, and that's what you want. But then verse 42, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. He had told him just a few verses before that the word of the Lord does not abide in you. If the the word of the Lord did abide in you, then you would believe in me. But now he's saying the love of God isn't within you. Verse 43, he continues, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. (laughs) Boy, yeah. 
And the picture he's given right here, hey, I come from the Father, and I come in the name of the Father, and you reject me. But if somebody else comes in his own name, you will receive him. Man, I see that manifested in some ways that just it breaks your heart. I mean, it does. Uh, I've seen situations where somebody comes, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come preach. I'll come do this. I'll come help you out. It's going to cost you uh, $2,500. And people can go, oh, yeah, man, we got to raise that money. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. When there's somebody else who has the word of the Lord and knows the word of the Lord, who just comes and says, oh, yeah, I'll share if you want me to share. And they go, well, no, 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 we don't want you because, well, you don't have that high name profile. You don't have the educational profile. You don't have the experiential profile that we think we need. And, uh, and you're not well known, you know. And that's what they're saying. Yeah, if it's somebody that's got the name, if it's somebody that's got the credentials, oh, yeah, bring him in. We'll do this. We'll do that. And then we'll just marvel at how wonderful he is. He said, no, you don't do that. Verse 44, Jesus says, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? There's the bottom line. Jesus just asked him the question. He says, how are you going to believe when your main motivation is receiving glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that comes from God? This is so problematic within the body of Christ because we do so many things, a lot of good deeds, a lot of good works, a lot of things that are done, but they're done for the glory of man. They're done for the glory of an organization. They're done for the glory of an edifice. Okay, They're done for the glory of the organizational thing that's happening and not for the glory of God. What would happen if we changed in everything that we did? Okay. Everything that we did. If everything that we did was for the glory of God and seeking the glory of God only, it would change everything, folks. It would turn our religious organizational world upside down. Once you become aware of this, all of a sudden the Lord starts speaking to you and starts impressing upon your heart and starts revealing things in our lives personally. It begins personally. Then you start seeing it family-wise. Then you start seeing it organizationally within the body. How much of what we do is for our own glory and not for the glory of God? Now we, oh, we, we will say it's for the glory of God. And we'll say it's for the glory of God. We get the most humble look on our face or a big smile on our face but realizing that our deeds reflect otherwise. Now, verse 45, Jesus continues, Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. He says, I'm not the one accusing you related to this kind of thing. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. So he's talking to these religious rulers who knew the law, who believed the law. He says, you have set your hope on Moses. And Jesus says, okay, I'm not going to accuse you, but Moses accuses you. Verse 46, for if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Last verse, chapter 5. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Boy, Jesus is just ripping their little religious foundation right out from under them because they profess to believe Moses. And you know what? Well, they did believe Moses, but they believed it the way they wanted to believe it. They didn't truly believe Moses. Okay? He says, if you really had believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote of me. Earlier, he had said that God's 
and these testimony and the witnesses spoke of Jesus. And the deeds, he says, you need to believe because of the works that have been done. Now he takes them down to where they lived. If you truly believe Moses, then you will believe me. See, I think a lot of these priests wind up believing. And I think they believe in the salvation. And not just the ones who believed after Jesus died and uh, and their sacrifice of the land was interrupted and the veil was torn from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks broke and all that. And Jesus was resurrected from the dead three days and three nights later. We know that many of them believed then. I think there were many that believed at this moment right here when they began to realize, wait a minute, this is the one that Moses wrote about. But Jesus closes this this little dialogue right here with a question. If you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my word? The law is what prepared and led them forth for Messiah to come. And he says, if you don't believe that, then you're not going to believe me. Some interesting things here for us to consider. Let me ask you to do this. Before you lay down upon your nightbed this evening, go back and read through this entire fifth chapter. Yes, yeah, 47 verses, but you can read it in a, in a brief amount of time. And just ask the Lord, say, God, continue to speak to me from now on from this passage right here, and he will. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you later.